Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro, and I'm obsessed with all things writing, creativity, and telling your stories in your authentic voice, because I believe a good story can change the world. Ever since I was a little girl with my nose in a book, I dreamed of being an author. I wanted to see my books in bookstores everywhere. I wanted to talk about books. I wanted to soak up everything about the craft. My celebrity crushes were mostly authors and I could feel in my bones that the writer's life was my destiny. Fast forward to today. Along with my alter ego, Kate Conti, I'm an Agatha Award-nominated best-selling author with three mystery series, but it wasn't all smooth sailing along the way. I experienced many setbacks, crushing self-doubt, a lot of career detours, and I even lost my voice a few times when I let the world get in my way. Until I learned that writing was so much more than just a skill set you learned and developed over time. It's also an inside job that flourishes when you heal all the wounds that are stifling your creativity, which is no easy task. So if you're a writer of any kind, or if you've always wanted to write but aren't sure where to start, this is the place for you, my friend. We're gonna talk about all things writing process, craft, strategies to help you get writing and stay writing, the daunting world of agents, editors, and publishing, And because I'm using my authentic voice, I'm going to throw in a little woo-woo for you too. So let's get writing, shall we? podcast. I'm your host, Liz McGavro. And you may have heard me mention lately that I've been wanting to talk a lot about community and the power of having people to go through your writing life with. It's been such a strong thread in my own life, and I feel really strongly that it's important to help people find their people. Otherwise, this job can get pretty lonely, and having a support system can be the difference between staying the course and abandoning your dream. And I definitely don't want anyone abandoning their dream. You've heard me talk about my experience with Sisters in Crime, and we're going to talk more about it in future episodes for sure, because it's such a huge part of my life. But even if you're not a crime or mystery writer, there are people out there for you. And that's what today's episode is about. My guest today is Jessica Spear, a children's book author who really found her way to and through her career thanks to her group, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. So we're diving into a whole discussion about community and what a difference that they can make in our lives, not only in our writing lives, but in our real lives, because when we find our people, it enriches us in ways we never even realized was possible. So here's a bit about Jessica. Jessica Spears' books strengthen social awareness and help kids and families navigate common struggles. Her award-winning writing engages and entertains readers by combining the stories of preteens and teens with fun activities and practical insights. She has a master's degree in social sciences and explores social emotional topics in ways that connect with kids, schools, and families. Jessica is regularly featured in and contributes to media outlets on topics related to preteens, teens, parenting, social emotional topics, and friendship. She lives in Colorado with her husband and two daughters. She's such a delight to talk to. I'm so glad I met her. So let's jump right into this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Get Writing Podcast. Hi, Liz. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
hey, I'm excited for this conversation. So your books take social issues and kind of gamify them. So they appeal to preteens and teens, right? I'm, I'm oversimplifying a little bit, but I want people to really get that concept because it's very cool. So tell us about them and how you got started writing. Sure. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different approach. And um, I, I'm i just kind of fascinated with that really tough preteen, early teen stage of life where there's so much change and often a lot of struggle and discomfort. So um, my first book actually grew out of a friendship program that I was running for anybody, but mostly girls showed up. Um, so that book ended up being a friendship program for young girls. But I know to make it fun, I mean, I had to think of a way to make it fun. So there's quizzes and activities and stories. Um, and, you know, my next book tackled middle school. And for that one, I spent a lot of time in seventh grade classrooms talking to students about what are the hardest things about middle school. So that book unpacks that with some choose your own ending stories because I love to read those as a kid. And I thought how perfect to explore some really tough middle school scenarios with, you know, some choose your own ending stories. And then my latest book is called The Phone Book. And, you know, since a lot of kids and, and teens, their social life is moved online. The phone book explores all that, the ins and outs of being a digital citizen and being safe online and navigating social media. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a different approach, um, talking about tougher topics, but in fun ways. So I wanted to make it fun and engaging so so kids will actually read them. Yeah, that's very cool because I, you know, I imagine that writing for that age, I remember myself at that age and I really wanted to read very specific things. So I imagine that it's, it's you know, challenging to get that audience engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, for my books, it's often, you know, the parents, of course, who are buying the books you know, because their kids might be having a hard time. Um, so, you know, they are guidebooks for, you know, when, you know, kids hit bumps in the road. So tell us how you got started writing. You know, I actually started writing, um, I always wrote for my work. So I have a background in social sciences. And I've also done a lot for nonprofits in the realm of marketing and websites and things like that. Um, but when I hit 40, so I'm a late bloomer in the writing, I decided I wanted to write stuff, you know, just for fun, like what, what I really wanted to write. And I had two kids at that point that were just inspiring so many ideas. So I, um, I started then and I joined this organization, which is a organization that's worldwide. It's called SCBWI, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. And I became involved in my local chapter, which I'm in Colorado. So it was a Rocky Mountain chapter. And that was so helpful to me, just really diving into the craft and how does this actually work? And, and you know, what, what are the rules and how do you submit to publishers and things and get an agent? So, so yeah, that, that was a pivotal piece of um, my journey when I actually started writing for kids. Yeah. So before that, did you have any experience being part of any kind of a, you know, like a writing group or community or anything like that? Or, or was this really your first go around? It was really my first go around. Cause, um, like I said, I was, I was not, I was writing professionally, but I wasn't writing, you know, um, at all for kids, um, or in the form of a book. So yeah, I, I wasn't involved in any way. So I was, I was brand new. Um, you know, and it did take me, let's say I joined that organization in 2000, I want to say 2012. And my first book came out in 2021. <laughs> so, so it took a while, you know, to really, yeah. to, to, to figure it out, to write something that was good enough to, to actually sell. Um, so yeah, it was a long journey, but I, I gained so much along the way. Yeah. So it sounds like we had similar paths. So when I 
finished grad school, I decided that, you know, since I love, I kind of had a few months of like, well, what do I, cause I got my degree in create, you know, creative writing. Um, and I was like, huh, what should I write? And it took me a little while to figure out like, Hey, I love mysteries. So why aren't I writing mysteries? So the first thing I did, uh, aside from figure out like very loosely what a plot could be that I could start on was start Googling like mystery writer conferences. And I found one like in my own backyard, which was really cool. The sisters in crime, um, and mystery writers of America sponsored crime bake, new England crime bake. And so this was, you know, a very, very long time ago. So I went to the conference that first year. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew how to generally write, but I didn't know how to write mysteries. I had never done it. I didn't know anybody in the community. Um, and I just started connecting with people, which led me to join the sisters in crime group. And then I joined the local chapter and eventually 10 years later, that's how I got my first contract. So nice. Oh, that's such, that is so similar. And you know, it's as writers, we spend so much time just us and our computers that it is nice to have some sort of, you know, community that you are connecting with and, and checking in with and learning from. So yeah, that, that sounds so similar, the timing and everything. Yeah. Did you find yours just kind of Googling or? I did. I was just yeah. Googling and little did I know that, yeah, there's this huge worldwide organization um, that I didn't know about and they had a really wonderful local chapter, which I'm so grateful for. I know that's not true for every area, but in my area, it's it's really strong and, and a lot of resources that I can tap into from critique groups to local events to, you know, continuing education and conferences. So um, there's no, and so I'm still involved. I mean, it's been 10 years and I'm still actively involved. And, and and how have a lot of writing friends in this group, yeah. which is so now it's a different experience when I go, you know, than my first one where I was sitting in the back corner, you know, and didn't yeah. know anybody. But now it's like, oh, these are my people. So it's been really supportive. Do you find that with yours as well? Totally, totally. And, you know, the, the more you go and the more people you're around, the more you get to know people, right? And the, um, you, you kind of form your own little groups. But in that experience where, so what had happened was when I, um, where I ended up getting my contract, the, this agent had reached out to the president of the local sisters in crime chapter and asked her if she had any writers who might be willing to work with him on proposals. So she was lovely and she didn't want to just single people out. So she sent an email out to the whole chapter and said, Hey, if anybody wants to talk to this guy, here's his info. So I responded, a bunch of other people responded and long story short, I have been blogging with five other women since then we're the, we're known as the wicked authors. Um, we all kind of, we had known each other peripherally through, you know, through sisters in crime. Some knew each other better than others, but we all ended up getting this agent and these contracts around the same time. And we decided that six were better than one. And we came together and formed this blog and this, and we've just, it's not just a blog. We're friends, you know, we've been friends for gosh, 12 years now. Um, the blog's been running for 10. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. Like, like you said, it's, it's my people. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's very cool. So have you, do you feel like you're, you've grown as a writer by being part of this community or? 
Oh my gosh, so much. When I, I sometimes I'll look back at some of the first things I wrote. I'm like, oh my gosh, they were so bad. But you know, at the time, not having any knowledge, I thought they were totally awesome. You know, I thought, yeah, yeah. I, thought I was well. I thought I was well on my way. You know, and then I went to um, some conferences and and even you know got some critiques. You know, professional yeah. critiques, and you know, and just started learning all these rules that you learn over time as you read and as you write. Um, so yeah, I I've become a much better writer, thankfully, because of that. But I'm still learning. Like, I, I feel like I've kind of got this genre that I'm writing in now. But, you know, there's so many other genres I'm curious about writing for kids. And so I, I'll have to kind of start over again and think, OK, what do I really need to know? For instance, I'm, I'm writing middle grade now. And if I really want to, you know, really do well in picture books, what do I have to do? You know, and yeah. so I'm just you know, switching it up there, maybe a chapter book. Um, so, yeah, there's there's always stuff to learn. Yeah, no, I remember the same, doing the same stuff. Like I would do the critiques and I remember, um, every year at Crime Bake, you could sign up to do pitches with agents and editors. And I remember it was like the most nerve wracking thing ever. And I remember every year until I got that agent standing in that line, stressing out about my pitch, you know, replaying it 15 different times in my head and, you know, always walking away with more insight on how to make it better or, you know, figure out what the next step was going to be. So yeah, yeah, because you just need that. You need that outside feedback that's not your family and it's not your friends. You know, it's someone that has no connection to you, um, and get some really honest feedback on on how that story. And if you could get it from a, a pro, that's yeah, even, that's even better. Like someone who is an editor, um, you know, for a publishing company or an agent. So they've they've seen a thousand manuscripts and they can really tell you exactly where you just need some work. Totally. So can you give us an example of a time when you like were, were maybe stuck on something or facing a certain challenge and this group really helped you get past it? You know, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm such a slow writer. Like I, I will have an idea and I will, I'll work on it and then I'll put it away for like a year or two, you know, then pull yeah. it back out. And, and so I actually have some stories that I'm working there. Actually, I am, I'm playing now in the picture books. I haven't sold anything, but I have been so busy kind of wor working on my books that are out, like helping build awareness that I didn't have the brain capacity to start another longer one. So I'm writing shorter, which is a whole different deal. Um, but I, you know, just recently, I so through these groups, I've, I have two critique groups that I love, just really amazing writers. And I pulled out, you know, books that I wrote two years ago, some of them, and, you know, just kicked them back to these groups and they've completely helped me. You know, I knew, I knew they weren't ready. I just, so they're sitting in my computer, you know, cause I knew they weren't submission ready and I'll, I'll kick it over to these critique groups and they'll give me some insights. I'm like, Oh, you're right. That is exactly, you know, what this story needs. So yeah, I, I, I can't even praise having, you know, some critique groups you know, strongly enough. Do you have, do you have critique groups, Liz? Do you have a group of writers that so critique your work? I don't, I don't currently have a critique group. I do have, you know, like the, my blog mates that I mentioned, I have, um, I have one that's excellent at plotting. So she and I do some plotting together when I'm starting a new book, she's really good at it. Um, another one, you know, reads a lot for me, but I don't have like an official critique group at this point in time, mostly because I am always doing things. So last minute, <laughs> you know, yep. like I'm yeah. trying to finish this book and it's, you know, three days before the deadline. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, I probably should get back to doing something like that. Cause it was valuable. I did have a, a group way, way back before I even finished grad school, I think, and even thought about writing mysteries. Um, 
And there was only one other crime writer in that group, which brings me to another question. Do you think it's important to have a group that aligns with your genre versus just being in any writing group? You know, you get, you get different opinions on this, but I think it is important, you know, because I think, you know, you, you know, the rules and, and of course you can always break some of the writing rules or the break the genre rules. But I do think it's really helpful if, especially in kids world, if they really understand the genre. So yeah, I, I do. And so in my groups, they are people that, you know, write that genre, maybe another you know, kids genre too. Um, and you know, it is, it's, sometimes it's hard to find the right fit. Like I've had, I've had a few critique groups come and go and, you know, and, and, and I don't always need one. Like if I'm not really actively like trying to get a, a you know, project to the finish line, you know, I might not have one, but you know, if you are really actively writing and so is another, you know, few people, it's a great time to, to maybe connect and, and share work and help each other, you know, get closer to that finish line with that project. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause I, I think I don't, I don't think at this point in time, I mean, I'm just so embedded in the mystery community that, I mean, I obviously love and respect any other writer, but I don't know that they would necessarily be my people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Yes. And I feel like I'm not even giving helpful feedback. Like if it's, it's not a genre that I read or write, I don't even know what, if I'm telling them is useful, you know, it's just my, you know, my knee jerk reaction to what I just heard. So yeah, I, I, I feel much more confident giving feedback on things, you know, on a, on a genre that I feel really comfortable at home with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, when I would, so for crime writers, you know, we have this bad habit of going out to dinner and having conversations like, Hey, what's the best place that you found to bury a body or, you know, which (laughs) kind of hammer have you used to murder someone? And you can't really do that with say like a literary fiction group, I would guess. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And in fact, you know, one thing that's so helpful that my, my critique partners do for me is, you know, when I share something they're like, Oh, this reminds me of this book, this book and this book, you know, they might be comp titles that I haven't, yeah. I'm, I haven't read yet. And so that's so helpful for me too. So then I go out and I read those comp titles and, you know, so, so because they're so aware of this genre, they can help point me into the direction of other books that will, you know, be good mentor texts for me to read. Do you find that too? Like totally, totally. Yes. Because I mean, I, there's always a book that I haven't heard of yet. That's, you know, cause I'm, I'm actually right now trying to write something different than what I've been writing for the past decade. So, um, hearing about other books that are similar or do, have done similar things is really, really helpful. And if I haven't gotten my hands on them yet, like I'm devouring them just to get that perspective. So great. Good. Yeah. So how do you feel like, I mean, I, I think it, it goes to what we were just talking about, but do you feel like it kind of helps boost your sense of belonging and sense of identity as a writer to be in a, in a group like this? Yeah, I, I really do. Cause I, I mean, it's, I think it's easy to get down as a writer, isn't it? Like if yeah. it's just you doing your thing and maybe you're, you know, having some writer's block or maybe, you know, nothing is selling, you know, it's just, it's so great to be on the journey with somebody else. Cause you can hear what they're going through and their successors, their successes and their failures. So like I, I live in kind of out in remote Colorado, 
there's not a lot of other kids authors around me. So I, I'm very involved with the group in Denver. And, you know, I don't know if I would have stuck with it, to be honest. Like it was yeah. just me and my computer. I don't know if I would have had the perseverance to to continue, you know, till I actually took almost 10 years to sell a book. Like that, that might not have actually happened. I might have just gotten tired of it. But, you know, to just to have this little group of cheerleaders or, you know, these monthly times that we connect online or in person is has been so important just for inspiration and motivation and yeah to feel part of a group like you said a sense of belonging have you found that too absolutely yeah absolutely it's it really is easy to feel like oh my gosh i don't even know if i'm doing any of this well or you know i need some kind of inspiration to keep going i mean and i find that in the bigger mystery community, but also again in that, you know, my small group that I spend so much time with, which is really lovely to have, you know, all those different perspectives so close by. It's just, there's always somebody who's, you know, either been through something or, you know, just has the right words to say at the right time. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sometimes some real sad things happen. You know, I've had, I've had some writing friends where their agents dropped them. I've had writing friends where the publisher on a business, you know, and so those are yeah. big things you don't want to navigate alone. If you don't Absolutely. have to, you know, if you can have a people that can, you know, if you can rally the troops when things really hit the fan, you know, that that's so, so valuable. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but, um, in, I, I've just always found the mystery community so welcoming and so quick to lift people up. They, they are, you know, they welcome new people, they help you. It's not, there's not a lot of that feeling of competition, you know, is it the same in your circle? Oh yeah. I would say the kids world is just like that. And so it's, it's, there's no, it's, it's, it feels like um, a place of abundance, like not scarcity. Like we, we need each other. We need to support each other. So yeah, it's been, it's been invaluable. Um, yeah. In that regard, as far as people willing to share their knowledge and their connections and, you know, share your things on social media. So yeah, I'm so grateful for that. That would be, that would be difficult if it felt like really cutthroat and competitive. I, I might not have, you know, found, <laughs> the, the energy yeah. to stay in that space. Yep. Now, is that how you found your publisher or eventually got published? Your, you know, I group? actually, um, because my, my books fall into nonfiction-ish, you know, it's, it's certainly not all nonfiction. There's stories and things like that, but I, and I, and they're really different. So I knew that big five is probably not going to take these books. So I wrote proposals and pitched them directly to um, publishers that I knew did this sort of thing. Um, so, and that was, again, another resource of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators is they put out every year um, a book they call The Book. And it has all of the publishers, the traditional publishers in the children's space and what they focus on. So I, I literally went through that, you know, with sticky notes and, and noted those, um, that actually might be interested in what I write. And that's how I found my publisher. So it was kind of a backdoor way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing things in a, I'm, what I'm writing is really different. Yeah. So, so I believe it or not, I'm still, it's on my to-do list to get an agent. I still don't even have one yet, but I keep selling my own work directly to publishers. Mm -hmm. I would like an agent, I'd like an agent, but I don't know what it's like, um, in the adult world, but in the kid world, it, you know, the word on the street is it's harder to get an agent than it is, you know, to 
to get your book out there. If you're okay with being with the mid-sized um, or smaller publisher, it can sometimes be harder to get an agent. And I and I would love to do that. I, I That's on my to-do list. But to be honest, that's been such a daunting task that I keep just writing another book instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, well. yeah, but I need to, I, I, I mean, I, I know how you, you know, it's kind of like the same process I did with publishers. I need to research them and see who might possibly want to take what I'm writing. Um, but it's funny. I just, I think that is daunting. So I keep putting that behind writing another book, but I really should do that because it would, it would behoove me. I'm sure I would get much better deals if I had an agent working on my behalf. So that's on, it's still on the to-do list. It's been on the to-do list for many years now. (laughs) It is daunting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, before I, before I ended up with the agent I ended up with back, back in, you know, 10 years ago, um, I, I like to say it was a 10 year process that eventually happened overnight because I, was doing this, you know, the writing, the revising, the pitching, the critiquing, the conferences, like on repeat, rinse and repeat every year. Um, and you know, you rack up rejections and you learn and you just keep going. And then the, the right thing just drops into your lap when it does. So. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. The drop in the lap sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the drop in the lap. So, so yeah, hopefully i you know, I guess I, I want to have a bunch of projects ready for that moment yeah. that it drops in the lap. So that's what I'm working on now is I want to have a bunch of like really finished manuscripts, um, that I'm ready for when that happens. And I, yeah, I, need, no. I do need to put some effort into that for sure. So, and I yeah. haven't yet. That's great that you you keep writing more books though. I mean, I, I, I'm very envious of that. <laughs> well, and that, and again, that is, um, that's like, that's how nonfiction works a little bit. I, I'm, I gather, you know, so it's, it's, you sell it on the proposal and the, um, you know, and the, and the, the first chapter and that's kind of unique to nonfiction, but I don't always want to write nonfiction. So that's why I'm like, all right, I got to do this. Cause I'm not, I, I'm not always going to be a nonfiction writer. So, so yeah, yep. I got to do this. Yeah. So do you think, I know you said you're in a pretty remote part of uh, Denver and you're not necessarily within, you know, uh, physical distance of a lot of people, but do you still find value or or any opportunities to do any in-person events and do you find them valuable? Oh, and I, I go like, so I live three hours from Denver and I, I drive there often, you know, especially, you know, cause a lot of the larger bookstores are down there. So I am, I am a road warrior. So yeah, I still connect a lot in person. Um, and the, the chapter of the society of children's book writers that I'm involved in has monthly zoom calls too. So I do those, but we always have a really big fall conference and I've gone almost every year for the last 10 years. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I've, I come back feeling energized. So I, I definitely will, you know, get in my car, drive three hours, you know, and go connect with, with my people just to, yeah, just to get energized and, and, you know, and, and see their faces and then, you know, get back to my little computer and get back to work. You, you have some people right there. So you do a lot of face-to-face stuff. Yeah. I mean, but I totally agree. Like feel that, that coming back, feeling energized has been my experience every time. Like, yeah. From even from you know day one when again I didn't know anybody but just kind of walking into a room and feeling like oh here they are these are the people I've been yes. looking for right yes um, and to focus really focus on your craft or whatever you're studying you know, sometimes you know an online course at home it's it can be valuable but I find I get so much more if I'm actually like I leave my home and I leave my you know everything else and I'm just there and I'm truly soaking it in. Um, I, I'd learn better that way. 
Yeah. And I think my, you know, experience with conferences has changed a little bit over the years from before I was published to, you know, as I've published more and more books, um, I'm not going to as many of the learning sessions as I used to, right. Which I, I miss, like I, when I actually get there and have a chance to go, like I've, I've missed them because you're right. It's, it's, there's always something new to learn. Um, the, a lot of the conferences I go to, they have a mix of writing, uh, sessions, but also like really cool things like forensics and, you know, Mm. how to, <laughs> how to commit all kinds of murders and how to get away with it. You know, all the fun things like that. So it's always really cool to be, to, to just hear something that might sp- spark a new idea. How fun. So, yeah. That sounds like it'd be really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely. So what I've been talking to a lot of like newer writers lately and people who are, you know, just kind of getting started or going through, you know, master's programs in writing and, and they're really looking for community and, and I've heard from a few of them that they just don't know where to start. So what advice would you give to people who either are looking for a community or have kind of reservations about it? Yeah. You know, I I would encourage them just to start, you know, Google searching around. You know, that's how I find mine. And and you might need to test the water for a few, you know, and get the, the vibe. Um, you know, I've been, you know, my community does have a... a a writers group, but I I find that they're not at all in my genre. So I I I I've joined a different group. You know, so I I think you have nothing to lose than to do a little search. You know, check it out. You know, check out some local conferences and and you know just take your time to see if you can find your people. You know, and and, yeah. and it might not be for everybody. You know, if if someone is, is super introverted, it might not be for them. I'm I'm an introvert too, but um you know, it's just the right enough time to spending time together. Um, but yeah, I, I'd encourage them just to check, just to see, is, is there something local or is there something regional, um, that they can, you know, get connected with? Yeah. What about mentorship? Do you find in your sphere that there's a lot of mentors that are kind of apparent in, in this bigger community or how do you feel about mentorship in general? I, I also did that early on. I, I had I went through a mentor program um, and it was it was great. So I, I recommend that too. You know, I I I guess I've taken all I'm like, let me do all of it. I wanna do all the resources, you know, not all at once, but when I'm ready for something, you know, just just do it because you'll 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 get something out of it. If nothing else, you'll just get a new friend or you know, or learn yeah. maybe what you don't like. So yeah, I, I would say if the, if there's an opportunity to do a mentor program, especially if you have a project that you're really struggling with, you know, if, if there's any way to partner with somebody who is an expert in that and willing to mentor you through that, um, that's a great opportunity. Have you yeah. done mentors as well? Um, not formal, but definitely people I've worked with along the way or met along the way in, in the mystery world have been mentoring me. You know, I remember way back in the day going, going to, um, an event called the seascape writing retreat. It was a seaside retreat down in Connecticut and a couple of very prominent mystery authors were, were, were teaching it. And it was a weekend of, you know, there were small groups of people, you shared some pages, you got feedback, not only from the people in the group, but also from the mentors. Um, I did that two years in a row and it was super helpful. And, and Mm -hmm. I made friends that have lasted to this day. 
Oh, I love that. You know, in fact, now that you mention that, one of the best conferences I went to, um, so there's a Big Sur writing conference. Um, a while back, they did a Big Sur of the Rockies in Colorado, and it was just like that. So you, you know, you came together to this area where there was a bunch of little cabins, and it what you'd come together as a small group in the same genre and share your work and get feedback. And there was always an editor or an agent in the room, and then you'd go and have some writing time you know, to really think about that and then come back. And it was three days. And over those three days, I made so much progress. Um, yeah. Cause getting the feedback from the peers and being in this setting where there was time to write. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. If you can come across a, a conference like that, those are so productive. Yeah, totally agree. And I did a lot of that, you know, peer feedback thing too, obviously in school, right. In grad school, um, I liked it much better when I was doing it in a setting like this, this writer's retreat, but have you, and I think a lot of it comes from experience too, right? I think when you first start out, you're getting all this feedback from all these people. And, you know, again, when I was in grad school, people weren't writing in the genre I was writing in. So I was looking at this feedback and, you know, you're, I don't know about you, but my immediate sense was like, oh, I have to incorporate all this feedback because my thing yeah. stinks and these people must know better, right? How do you, where do you start to find that balance? Where did you start to find it of like listening to yourself and, and your work versus like taking everyone's feedback? Because there are mm, times when you can get a lot of it. And it's conflicting too sometimes. Like, so you're getting yeah. different sorts of feedback. So where I always start is, you know, usually I get a few nuggets that I'm really excited about. I'm like, okay you know, don't take it all. Start with it, like the two or three little nuggets that you are actually, you have some real clarity of how you're going to make this work in your manuscript and start there. Um, and, and that might be all you need. Like you, the other stuff that you you're hearing, but you're like, I don't even know where to take that. Um, you know, so yeah, I, it, I, it, critiques can sometimes be overwhelming because there, you could be getting a lot of feedback and it could be very different feedback. So I, I kind of just go with what I, what really resonates and excites me about the story. Um, yeah. 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 And I think too, as I evolved, um, it became more about having people to be accountable to versus getting feedback from, which yeah. is something that I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I always want to be so like careful with what I'm sharing with my critique partners too, you know, cause we're all such different writers, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so, and I try to as much, just be as much of a cheerleader as I can and, you know, be just really clear and concise about if there's something I think could possibly help just go with that. Like I don't go overboard, you know, cause I, it's so easy to get overwhelmed, you know, with feedback. So, you know, yeah, like, like you, I, it's, it's a cheerleading crew and, you know, we try to be really direct and, and just helpful. You know, we're, we're just trying to help. Yep. And also just having that opportunity to have a deadline. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. So how do you see writing communities evolving as we go forward in this you know, post pandemic world where a lot of things are online, less things are in yeah. person. Like, do you see things changing or, or evolving in ways that are better for writers or, or might bring up some challenges? You know, I think it's already evolved in a really nice direction, you know, so we've got the in-person things, they've kind of come back, but then we also have some really convenient 
online options. You know, so uh, my critique groups, we were we're not we're not in the same place at all. In fact, some of them have you know members that are in other countries, um, which you know there's no way we could even do a Zoom call. So we use Slack, um, and you know we just which is kind of an online sharing platform. You know where you can just check in, and it's it's private to that group, and um, so. That's been wonderful, you know, so we can, you know, we've got deadlines and we, we have expectations in the group, but it allows us to have, you know, people in South Africa and people in England and people in Canada and the United States all working together in this Slack group and feeling, you know, still feeling a sense of community. But, you know, I also, I love all those other things too, because I need, you know, you need more than that. So then we have the face-to-face -face Zooms with other groups and the in-person. So yeah, a long answer to your question is I think it has evolved in a really positive way. Um, so it's it's easier now. It's easier now to, to find a group and to stay connected in a way that works for your personal schedule. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think one of the silver linings in the pandemic, and I've said this before, like related to like my day job and, and all of that is people just aren't going to go back to the old standard of everything has to be face-to-face -face in order to be relevant, right? I think there's right. definitely, like you said, a component of face-to-face, -face, but I think opening up, it, it opens up so much more opportunities to be able to connect with people from so many other places. Like I recently did some work with the Grand Canyon chapter of Sisters in Crime, a presentation and a few videos for them. And I didn't have to worry about flying to Arizona. I just logged on to Zoom and I got connected with a whole new group of people. And it's just so great to be able to do that. It just opens up so many yes. possibilities. Yes. Yeah, that's a great point. So if somebody's feeling like there's nothing in my area, they can do just what you did. Like they can find an active group that is online, even if it's not in their area. And I'm sure they'd be happy to have um, another person join them. Absolutely. So this is, has been such a great conversation, Jessica. Where can people find you if they want to know more about your books? Uh, the easiest place is my website, which is Jessica Spear, S P E E R.com. And that has links off to all my socials and, you know, um, info about my books and, you know, where they're sold. And, um, yeah, a lot of, I do a lot of blogging too. So a lot of resources there. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes and we'll also put a link to your, um, the group that you're part of. So if people are interested in writing children's books, they can find that too and get involved. Great. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for chatting with me, Liz, and thanks for all the work you're doing, helping to connect writers and keep us all inspired and writing. Thank you so much. So wasn't she great? I love her energy, and I hope you found something to take away from this episode. And if you're a children's writer, check out this group. It sounds amazing. If you're a writer in another genre or looking to start writing in another genre, just get online and start looking for your groups, looking for your people, look for conferences, talk to other writers, just start putting yourself out there. You may not find what you need on your first try, but keep looking because I promise you it's worth it. So I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Hop over to Instagram and send me a DM or go over to kateconti.com and send me a message through my website. And make sure, if you liked it, that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I would really love to get this into the ears of more people. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye.